Today's daf is daf pe aleph. We're holding at the last line on pe amid base. Tan rabbanu we learned in a brisa. Asarat noim he's in Yeshua. The twelve there were ten conditions that Yeshua made when he divided up the land of Eretz Yisrael. The first one is Yumarin v'charshin to allow people to graze their animal in forests, even if they were privately owned by other people. It means if you own a forest, you had to allow people to come in and graze their animals. Malaktin eitzim b'sadrisayim, and you can gather wood from other people's fields. We'll see, we're going to list the ten, and then we're going to create the specific conditions in each one of them. And you can also bring grass, collect grass, from any type of field, except from a tilton field, the fenugreek field, that the grass we're going to see is, is, is beneficial to the growth of the fenugreek, so removing the grass is going to be detrimental to the fenugreek. There you cannot remove the grass for your animals. You can cut saplings, your young branches. You, uh, to graft them in, on your own trees. You can go in someone else's field and do that. What you're not allowed to do is an olive tree, there's a stump of an olive tree that was, uh, if it was, uh, they used to leave two fistfuls high to regenerate generate growth. So if somebody's doing that, you can't come and cut the branches from it because he is doing it to generate the branches that can get the tree to be regenerated. You can't come and cut the branches that are growing from it. And a spring or a, a new source of water that even though it didn't exist from the times of Yeshua, for sure it existed from the time of Yeshua, it is open for all the people of the city to do it, even though it's coming from your land. But even if it's a new source of water, you have to allow people to uh, supp- supp- get, take, supp- take from the, uh, if, uh, irrigation from your spring for themselves. You can throw hooks with to fish in the Sea of Tveria, even though the Sea of Tveria belongs to the tribe of Naphtali. It's open for anyone to come and fish. However, what you're not allowed to do is you're not allowed to use, use um, nets. They used to make posts and then put nets between the posts to catch the fish because that would create an obstacle. It would be, uh, prevent the boats from being able to, uh, to travel uh, on the waters. And you can go behind a privately owned fence to go to the bathroom even if this is a field of Karkum, Karkum is saffron. We'll see what the novelty of that is. Mahalchem b'shvila roshus acheter that there are certain paths in private property that between the harvest and the seeding of the next year, that if there was no, that you're allowed to take shortcuts through those fields. And, um, and the permit to take shortcuts through those fields were up to the second rain. The second rains, which records the, the seeds to sprout, at that point then it would be detrimental to the seeds and you would not be allowed to walk through. But between the harvest and the second rains, you were allowed to go and take shortcuts through people's fields. And you're also allowed to go off the sides of the roads into private property in order to avoid the craters. The, uh, these craters were created in the winter when it rained, and then the summer would dry it out, so they'd have these craters in the ground. So to avoid having to these obstacles, these craters in the ground, you could go into private property and go around them and get back onto Rosh Hashanah That a person who is lost 
in a vineyard can chop his way uh, through, uh, whether it's to go up or to go down, into uh, the, the vineyard, even though he's causing damage by doing so. Nevertheless, that is... A, one of the takanas that would Yeshua put into existence, you get lost and someone's saying you can chop yourself out of to get out the quickest way. Well, Mace Mitzvah, and the last one was if there is a corpse that nobody is taking, uh, unclaimed, no one's taking care of, that he's Tovah's Makoma, the place where you find him, he has a right to be buried over there, and you turn that into the burial site right where you find him. Now, let's go through the ten again slowly. That people have a right to graze or pasture in privately owned forests. This only allows for small domesticated animals, smaller animals like sheep, goats, that you can do in a dense, a thick forest, so it's not going to cause that much damage. They don't graze that much, and there's a lot of vegetation. But even if it's a small domesticated animal, if it's a thin, sparse forest, that would cause a tremendous amount of damage you cannot do. The gasa, the gasa, and a large domestic animal like cows, oxen, horses, those, even if it's a thick, dense forest, you cannot uh, graze your animals, past your animals, and the low, because you can, for sure, if it's a gasa, if it's a large animal, daka, in a sparsely, uh, vegeta- uh, 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 forest that's got very little vegetation, then for sure, you cannot do it. Next, you can gather wood for, from your, your, your friend's fields. They're not every type of wood you can come and take, you want to take yourself a firewood, let's say. It's only with the thorn bushes and thorn trees. Trees are thorny that they're actually people don't want to deal with them. So then in those cases, you're doing actually a favor because you're uh, pruning his trees and his bushes. So then you can come and take for yourself from his thorn bush, but regular trees not. I was to say, I ate him. Other trees which are more valuable to him, no, you cannot do that. Again, even when we allow you to do it in the case of the prickly, thorny bushes and trees, it's only if they're still connected to the ground. But if they've already been, the branches have been detached, low, because he might have detached them and that shows that he wants them. And therefore, in those cases, you have to leave it. You can chop it off the tree, but you cannot take it if it's already been detached. And even when it's attached, it's only when the wood is moist. And therefore, it's not that great for firewood. But if it's already dried out completely, low, because then again, it is more beneficial to the owner and you can't assume he's not going to want it. And even when you're allowed to do it, you should make sure that you're only pruning it, but you're not pulling out the roots that it cannot grow back. You're not allowed to take it out from the roots. You can chop off pieces of it, but not remove it from the roots. You can gather grasses any place except for a field of fenugreek because it's Lememra, this implies, says the Gemara, to Tilson, to Siltan, that fenugreek, that it's beneficial for the fenugreek to have grass. For Amina, who I'm going to ask you a contradiction, Tiltan also Asovim. This is referring to the laws of Kilayim, that they had to send out Shlucha Beistim to warn people that they have to uproot mixed species or they'll get penalized. And it says like this, it says that in a case where you have fenugreek that's growing together with grasses, they didn't have to go and warn the farmer <coughs> to uproot it, 
because he was going to do it anyway because the implication is the grass damages the fenugreek so therefore you don't have to warn him because he's going to do it himself so you don't have to give him a, pen, a warning that he's going to get a penalty because for sure he'll do it so it's contradicting that is contradicting uh, uh, the Mishnah and Kalim is contradicting the Brisa over here that implies that it is uh, that 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 the grass is is beneficial for the fenugreek by the laws of Kalim it clearly implies that it's not so therefore, Ein Machayim Ozlak, or they don't obligate the farm over there to uproot it because he's going to do it on his own. So Amrav Yirmi Alokasha, Kan Lazera, Kan Dazirin, that if it's being grown for seed, that they had these seeds inside the pods that they would take out and replant. So in such a case, that's where the Mishnah is talking about that the the grass actually weakens the seed and and it's harmful for it. So the owner who's doing it for seed purposes, he wants to get these uh, seeds from the pots. He would remove the grass. You don't have, by climate, it's not a problem. He's going to do it on his own. Khan Lazirin, but in our case, he wants the stalks that he wants to for consumption. And there, in such a case, it doesn't affect negatively the the the, the uh, fenugreek. And that's our case. In fact, it actually acts beneficial like the Gemara says Lazera in the case of the seed the grass is harmful because they weaken the seeds they don't plant as well Lazera if you're doing it for the for the stalks that you're going to consume Malilon actually support it, it, it's, it's helpful that's why because they act like tresses they support the the fenugreek keep it straight up keep it supported that it can grow better so actually the grasses there actually make it better so in those cases that uh, um, you don't you, you, you don't have to uh, you're not allowed to remove the grass because the owner would rather have it there. Tos discusses, but what about the problem of kilaim? He discusses why it's not a problem of kilaim. Take a look at Tosos. In the case of where you, you're not allowed to graze because the owner wants it there for cases where it's for the purposes of supporting the stalks. Ibais Ema, there's another answer you can give that's not a, the Bryce and the Mishnah are not contradictory. Khan la Adam, if it's being consumed for human consumption, and Kamalbeim, one has been consumed for animal consumption. When it's being consumed for human consumption, so then you don't want the grass, the grass is actually gets in the way. So therefore, the person will remove it in order that he should be able to take the, to, to just grow the part that he's going to be eating. But when it's for animals, he's planting for animals. He wants the gra- animals graze on, on not only just the fenugreek, they also graze on the grass. So therefore, that's where he wants it there. And that's in, our, that's in the Takana that you're not allowed to remove it. It's in the Takana when you're not allowed to remove it when he's doing it for animal consumption. In the, in the Mishnah, when it says it's a problem of Kilim, it's, it's not a problem of Kilim because the person's going to remove it himself, is when he's doing it for human consumption, he's not going to leave it there. How are you supposed to know? And how do we know what the intent of the farmer is when for Kilim purposes you're supposed to, you don't have to warn him, or in our case you don't have to graze your animals. Samra Papa, Share, Mishare, if it is in rows, so then, la'adam, it's being done for human purposes. That therefore the rows make it easier to be harvested. But lo share, but if mashare, but if it's not in organized rows, so then la'behema, then clearly he, the animal's just going to come and graze it. He doesn't put it into rows. Then it's for animals. Depending how it looks, that's what it's for. The last one, uh, the, the fourth one, is kotnatiya b'chol that you can chop shoots, young branches. 
that you can take and replant or graft onto your trees. Except for if it's coming from a, a, a stump of an olive tree that is too fistful, that the person himself is trying to regenerate the tree, then you're not allowed to cut off the branches. Pirshum Rabbi Tanchum Rabbi Bryce Mishum Zokin Echad that Rabbi Tanchum Rabbi Bryce explained the name of a certain elder and uh, we said before later on we said that's Shubin Levi Kazayis I'm sorry, Bezayis, if it is an olive tree, Kebetza, then when you are allowed to chop off, you have to leave at least the length of an egg between the, from the branch to the trunk. So you're not allowed to cut flush to the trunk, you have to leave the height of, a, of an egg to the trunk in order to cut the branch. The Kanem when it's with cane, with reeds, or with, 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 with vines, Minapkak Velamala, the first knot in the branch has to be left, and then you can cut the rest after you've left the first knot. The Sharkal and all other trees, mean Ubo Shal Ilan. Ubo Shalin is the fruit part of the tree, the fruit, the tree's fruits it means. But it means the soft, supple part which is at the top of the tree, that's what you're allowed to cut, cut off. But Lomin Chudo Shal Ilan, but not from the central part of the tree, the thick part of the tree, it's like, or they become part of the trunk, that you're not allowed to use. So the soft, thin branches, it's like called the fruit of the tree, that's the stuff that's growing and generating, that you're allowed to cut off. But the central part has become like the, the trunk of the tree, you're not allowed to cut off. And not only that, the low min, uh, 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 even when you cut off the new part, it has to be new and it hasn't started to grow peros yet. But but even the, the, the soft, supple parts, if they're older and they've already started producing fruit, you're not allowed to chop them off. And even when you are allowed to chop them off, when it's not producing fruit, it's a place that's not exposed to the sun. Because that's not going to grow fruit anyway, because it doesn't have the sun. But the young, the soft, supple branches, that even if they haven't started growing fruit yet, but if they have exposure to the sun, they are going to grow, you're not allowed to chop them off. And how do we see the sun as anything to do with exposure of fruit? That it says that the, with the, with the, the abundance of the sun's crops, the sun adds to the abundance of the crops, there's a pasuk in, 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 in uh, the bracha of, that Moshe gave Kaisro, that uh, the, in, 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 in Zosa bracha. So you see the sun is connected to abundance of crops, so therefore if it is exposed to the sun, it will grow well, you're not allowed to chop that off either. We're now up to the fifth takona of Yeshua. So it says, that even a newly formed spring, everyone in the city is allowed to take to supply themselves from that spring. But they have to pay the owner for it. But the Mora says, no, but that's not the halacha. The halacha is they can take it without even having to pay, because that's part of Takonas Yeshua. They can throw a hook with a line into the, the Sea of Tveria, even though it belongs to the portion of Naftali, everyone has a right to fish there. However, the uh, Takana was that they're not allowed to make posts with, with nets to stop the impede on the, on, on the boats. Now the Girs of Algamora is, however, they are allowed to use nets without have, making the posts. Now, the Gra actually takes this out because he feels that it's, it's, uh, it, it, it doesn't belong over here. It says that uh, everybody else, it says they're allowed to use hooks. And now he's saying they're allowed to use nets. So therefore he says it doesn't belong here. But the, the way to, the Tosit Rabbeinu Peretz explains that 
the takana was everyone's allowed to use hooks, not allowed to use posts that are going to block the fishing, but only the bnei naftali are allowed to use the nets, different types of nets, the mechmoros, or different types of nets. So this last line of is going on the bnei naftali. So anybody else is allowed to drop hooks. But Nain of Tali is allowed to use nets, but no one is allowed to use posts with the net, because that would stop the boats. Before Yeshua divided up, in the first 14 years when they were conquering, they had not yet divided up the land, so initially, they had all of the Nain of they didn't know who's going to get what. They all made an agreement among themselves, that in any of the, uh, the, right, the, the, the water rights, no one should... Uh, Use the type of uh, nets that are going to stop the shipping and uh, affect the shipping. However, you could use regular nets without the posts that will not stop the shipping. Now that's before it was divided up, and that and it fits what we said before. Once it was divided up, the only ones who could use the nets of name of Tali, everyone else can only drop a line with a hook. The entire sea of Naphtali, of, of, of Tveria, which is the Canaris actually, was in the portion of Naphtali. Below Oda, not only that, Elish and Natal, Meloch Havel Kheramidroma, meaning on the eastern side of the shore is the land of Naphtali. Then you have the Canaris, and then you have, uh, no, I'm sorry, the northern side is, is, the, is the shore, the Canaris, and then on the southern side, it really starts another tribe. However, the way the land was divided, that even on the southern side, there was a strip of land that was abutting the water, that they could even, Naphtali could even stand on the other side in order to use for their fishing. And there was a strip, it's uh, uh, it's like a, the, 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 uh, a strip of the thickness of a rope that's used for the, for the nets was on that southern piece of land to allow them to be able to pull their nets in from that side as well. The and that fulfills what Moshe Rabbeinu gave in the Brach of Naphtali, Yam Vedoram Yerosha, that he will be able to possess the sea as well as the Dorum, as well as the south shore, the southern shore of the, the, of the Canaris belongs to him as well. That all of the items that were not attached to the ground, were detached, when they divided up the land of Eretz Yisrael, anything that was detached, that was found on the mountains, didn't automatically belong to the land of the person who got that, the shaver that got that land. It belonged to all of them, and they divided up twelve ways, anything that was not attached to the ground. Only those things that were attached, it belonged to that particular tribe. And there was no shevet uh, in the entire, or amongst all twelve shvatim, that did not have the equal amount of topography, did not have the bahar, that did not have mountainous areas, shvela, and did not have a low, low-lying areas, but Negev did not have, uh, Open, uh, dry areas, uva emek, and valleys. They all had equally, they all had it. Shenemar, and the boss that brings to prove this, is when by the Miraglim they were told to go scout out what the twelve tribes would be getting, is Go, turn yourselves around, and, 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 uh, you will take a journey. You'll come to the mountains of the Emori, 
and all of the neighboring nations that have possession of the land of Eretz And you will see Barava, Bahar, Bashvela, Banega, Bachofayam. You'll see mountains, you'll see lowlands, you'll see open country. You will see Barava um, uh, is actually the plains. You will see uh, the the uh, the the Chofayam, the, uh, the sea coast. Uh, and the Chenat Hamotzi, and so too you'll see the Knanim of Prizim Amorim Hashalafonehem. That the same that you'll find by the Amori, all those different types of lands, will also be by all of the other nations that have a Chelik in Eretz Yisrael at the time. The Knani, the Prizi, the and the Amori Shalafonehem they take out because we already said Amori from before. Shenem Al Kol Shechenav, all the neighbors are equal. So you see, all of it was divided equally by or they this, they had the same topography for all of the different nations. So the same way when it was divided up and everyone could. Got some, it was Uyarshan and, uh, dis- disinherited and took for themselves pieces of Eretz Yisrael. They also had the same topography spread out. They had all the different types of, uh, types of lands. Al Mashchein of Hachihavi, we see that the nations had the same equal amount, and so too, when the twelve tribes divided up, they had the same thing as well. Let's go to the seventh Tanai. You go to the bathroom after a, behind a, a stone fence, and even if it is a field that is full of uh, saffron. So Amrav Achabar Yaakov, what's the no- novelty of this? What's the Chiddush? It means that you go to the bathroom and you can even take, they used to wipe themselves with stones, that you can take a stone out of the fence to clean oneself, even though it weakens the stone. And specifically, saffron required strong walls to keep out uh, people from taking it or animals from taking the saffron. So even though they, it seems that you would be weakening the fence by wiping yourself with it, but this is what Takana you're allowed to do it. Amrav Chistva filled with Shabbos. The halacha is that even on Shabbos you're allowed to take a stone because of, 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 of uh, human dignity, Kavra Brias, you're allowed to even use a stone. It's not Muktzah to use if that's what you're using it for to wipe yourself. Marzutra Chasido Shakil Mahadr. That he would take it from a fence even on Shabbos. But he would put it back, and Amalei Shemae, and he would tell, when the Shabbos was over, he would tell his servant, Zil Shirke, go and re- cement it. Means he would even cement it stronger than it was before as a, an act of piety, because he used the stone that belonged to someone else. You could go in the areas that were permissible to walk, to take shortcuts, up to the second reigns. So Amarav Papa Vahaidi Don that in Bavel the, the 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 soil that is in Bavel Afiluk Tal Kashela that even if it hits gets hit with the dew it's difficult for anybody to walk on it that already has an automatic impact on the seed and therefore really it's it's there you don't have that window of being able to walk on this ground it's always difficult because any water that comes into contact with the soil has an impact and therefore you can't tread on it because you're going to be harming the the uh, the, the, the land of the owner you walk to the sides of the going to private property going to the sides to move out of the uh, craters the crevices that were created by the rainy season Shmuel Rabbi Yehuda have a shakli ba'azu ve'urucha. Shmuel Rabbi Yehuda were walking along the way, and this is in Bavel. Have mistalik Shmuel etzidei adrochem. Shmuel was uh, turned off 
to the side to go into private property because he couldn't walk through the craters. So his Talmud, Rav Yehuda, said to him, I'm Rav Yehuda, tonight she ate Yeshua, that the Chor of these conditions Yeshua did, was even in Bavel, I feel about Bavel, forget about Bavel, which was heavily concentrated in Jews, but anywhere Jews live, even in Chutzlaretz, the same stipulations apply. Rebbe, Rav Yehuda, walking along the way, and they walked to the side into private property because it was hard for them to go through the crevices. Kanusa was jumping with large steps over the craters, refusing. He didn't want to go into the sides of the um, uh, 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 into the side of the private property. And this was in front of. He was doing this in front of Rebbe and Rebbechia. So Who is this person that is literally showing greatness, but he's acting arrogantly? Means he's showing like he's better. He doesn't want to rely on the takana, and he's jumping big steps over these craters. Who is that? So It appears that it's Yehuda but Talmidu, he is my student. But Kol of l'shem shemayim. Everything he does is for the sake of heaven. He's not doing this for arrogance. Kimat Lagabe, when they arrived, they, they were able to take over him because he was going, trying to go through these craters and they were going on the flat land on the private property, so they caught up with them. So Amr Lay, so Rebbe said to him, Elab Yehuda ben Knusa, if it wasn't for the fact that you have been Knusa, Gazartinu Lishakach, I would have split open your leg with an iron club, meaning I would put you in cheirem because you are being, uh, uh, you're acting in an arrogant way, and you're also being resolved in the takana of Yeshua, of Yeshua, the ninth takana. Hatoa ben Akramim, a person who gets lost in vineyards, mafsig v'yoreh, mafsig v'ola. He can cut his way down, or he can cut his way up to get out. Let's say it's not you are lost, that you see a friend of yours that's lost, so you're in safe, you're in the, in the public domain, and you see him wandering around, stumbling around, he's lost. So says the, says the Bray, so, that you can cut your way directly to him, to get him out, to bring him up to the city or to the road. And so too, if it's he who's lost, like in the Bryce that we had. So he can cut himself out also till he gets to the city or to get to the earth. So the one who wants to know Vechain, and so too. Meaning it's saying is that you're able to do it for him, and so too he can do it for himself. Why do we have to, obviously if you can do it for him, he can do it for himself. So why would you have to say, and so too? So when I was in you might have thought, no. Chaveiro, the friend who knows, he sees where you are, and he knows where he needs to get you to, so therefore with limited amount of damage, he can cut straight to you and, and, and extricate you from your situation. So therefore the nefzog, maybe he can cut your way through. But you wouldn't know, maybe where the, the friend himself, the one who's, lo- the one who's lost, is maybe the law yadalah hecha kasalik. He doesn't know he's cutting through and he could be just cutting the belt around. He doesn't know he's going in the right direction. So Lon Nifsuk, maybe he can't cut his way through. Nahadra in Nahadar Bay Mitzri. Maybe he should keep going uh, um, until he gets goes to the edge, he gets the boundary, and then follow the boundary all along, and he'll get to Rashusarab. It's gonna take much, much longer time, but therefore maybe he wouldn't be able to cut all the way through. So Kamash Malan, the Tana's teaching us not only if the person is cutting knows where he's cutting himself through to get it, to get the person out, but even the guy doesn't know exactly if this is the right way or not. He's still got a cut to try and shorten from having to go to the boundary and then go all the way around. Says the Gemara Lachora, the fact that 
Yeshua is telling you that a person can, you can save someone else by cutting him out, or he can save himself by cutting himself through, through Hadirai he That's not a Takana from Yeshua. That's really, that's a Daraisa. That's a, 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 it's based on a Pasuk. We don't need Yeshua. Yesanya, we learned in a bright, so, Hashavah, Gufa Minayin. Yep, there's an obligation to return a lost object to a person. How do you know you have an obligation to return his body to himself? Means if he's lost, you have to help him get out. How do you know that? Talmud Lama, Hashavah, so, you shall return him. Means he, him to himself. So, you see, you have an obligation to help somebody save themselves. So, what do you need this, what is, what do you tell me? Yeshua was telling us that you can help someone save himself, or he himself is allowed to do something to help save himself. Someone says, one second. The rise of the Kaibe Mitzvah, the Minatora, it might be that you have a, you, you can help him by going to the boundaries and through the boundaries uh, 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 um, also who uh, uh, and, and you can save him without having to damage the other person's property. Also we're talking about Yeshua came along and instituted that not only can you help the person save himself but or, or help him save himself but you can do it in the most um, in, in the most expeditious manner. To Masik Va'ola, Masik Va'yori he can cut his way through and cut his way up. That's what you, you can you can even do. Meis Mitzvah Kona Nimchomo that a mes mitzvah is kona, the place where he's buried. Ask the moral that seems to be contradicting Bryso. It says, Ramino, that's a contradiction. If you find a corpse in a public, in a highway, a public road, you can move him either to the right or to the left of the highway. So you can move them, the, the, the mace either to the right of the public thoroughfare or to the left of the public thoroughfare. Now, now let's say you have two choices. One is a fellow, a field that has not been worked, it's just empty. One has already been plowed. Move him to the fallow field, the unworked field, because there's less damage, because there's no investment in that field. No one has plowed it already. But let's say you have sada near, one is plowed. The sada zera, and that one even has a higher level invest. The person's already sown, put the seed in it. Then mefaneu, you should put it into this day near, into the plowed field and not into the seeded field. How you stay, let's say the equal, stay in buros, stay in niros, stay in zruos. Both of them are either, uh, fallow or plowed or seeded. You can move it to whichever one you want. Now, the Gemara's question is like this. If the mace is Tophus Makomo, why are you allowed to move it all together? Bury him where he is. And in that, you're burying him now, you're choosing to move it into somebody else's field, the person should be able to stay. Mace is Kibakona Makomo, why are you bringing him all together? So, Amar Abibi, Pemutalala Meitza. We're talking about that. In the middle of the road, there was a little path that people used to cross over from one side of the road to the other side of the road. And that's where you find him. So now you have to move him because if you leave him there, people are going to unwittingly cross over and become Tomei. So therefore, so that's not an area where it would be Bekovedik or appropriate for the Tzibur to bury him. So once you have to move him, then you can move him to the side of the road. Once you move him to the side of the road, then you can follow the protocols as mentioned in the Brisa. Since you're able to move him, you can move him to the place that you want based on the protocols that were given. So now, the Gemara asks a question. The Chora, you told me that there are ten 
in the Braisa. For Amri Asara, Hani Chad Sari Haben. If you count them up, there's actually eleven, not ten. When it says one of them was not Shlom, from Yeshua, one of Shlomo Melech. Mahach B'Shvila Rishus Shlomo Amra. The one that you can walk in the paths during the the, the, the window between the uh, harv the the, the uh, after all the the uh, produce has been gathered in the harvest and the seeding that that's considered a, a permissive, 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 permissible path to take shortcuts through that was that takana came from Shlomo Melech not from Yeshua it came actually after Yeshua that where all the crops have been already harvested from the field and he doesn't and you have a person that still is mocked that people don't come into his field what do people say concerning that person why is he doing that what benefit does he have how are people harming him they're not harming him so there is a bad person he doesn't want to do it. Allah, because of Omer, concerning such a person, it says, Mio's tov al From being good, don't be called bad. Ask more of the obvious question. You tell me there's a posseg that Shlomo Melo said, there's no such posseg. Shlomo Melo never said a posseg, Mio's tov al It happens to be a saying, but it's not a posseg. So when it says, no, mi ksiv, mi azotov, al does it say that anywhere? When it says, in, yes, it is, that concept is alluded to in a posseg by Shlomo Melech. Ksiv ki something similar to his written. Al timna tov, mi balav, do not withhold good from something, from an owner, somebody has the right to something good, don't hold back when you have in your position to do it for him and it's not hurting you. So therefore, Shlomo Melch is referring to this din, that you should let people take shortcuts through your field if it doesn't hurt you when they're not, when they don't have any produce in them and don't stop them from doing that because otherwise you will conceptually have this concept of Mios Tov Al from being good, why should you be called bad? Gentlemen, we'll stop over here.